Welcome, everyone, to Moraine Park Technical College's Talent Talk podcast. I'm Kelly Karpinski, a business development manager in the Economic and Workforce Development Division of MPTC. Today, we bring you the last of three podcasts we are doing on the topic of poverty. My guest today is Tyler Soto, Human Resources Manager at Whiskers Juneau, Wisconsin facility. Tyler is here to talk to us about how the company took steps to support employees who struggle with poverty. Tyler, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Kelly, for having me today. So I'd like to begin by telling our listeners about Whisker. Please tell us about the company and its products, as well as some insight into the Juno facility. So Whisker, um, we make the automated self-cleaning litter box for all the cats, uh, not only in the United States, but across the world. Uh, We are headquartered in Auburn Hills, Michigan, um, with our manufacturing facility here in Juneau, Wisconsin. So we have uh, four buildings, over 225,000 square feet of manufacturing space, and to date, we have 265 plus full-time employees, um, and then we have about a hundred or so attempt uh, to hire employees um, that uh, we, we do plan to convert to a Whisker employee, usually after three months. Um, our demographics um, is really from all over Dodge County in, in regards to Wisconsin. And with that, we the majority of our workforce is hourly, uh, so they are in our uh, manufacturing facility. And then we do have a uh, small percentage that are in the office uh, salaried uh, rankings. Uh, so we have a very unique uh, demographics. So the majority of our staff is between the ages of 18 and 30. Um, and then we do employ, you know, folks that are, you know, above the age of 30. So um, being with the younger generation, uh, pretty neat, uh, but it certainly has its uh, un- unique challenges. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize that you had that many in that age demographic. So, and I know you've grown substantially in Juno recently, right? You had an addition, and and the number of employees has increased substantially. Yeah, I would say in the last um, the last three years, uh, we have seen our headcounts uh, increase from just fifty employees here in Wisconsin up to two hundred and sixty five employees, which is pretty unique. Um, and, and something really cool about Whisker is. Um, our product is made and assembled right here in Wisconsin. So uh, people in the surrounding area, they love that. Um, they want to be part of uh, being made in America, um, which is cool. And on top of that, um, all of our positions that we have to offer, um, we can train. So there's no additional college or uh, skill sets needed. And if there are, we're going to train you for those. Um, but you know, we, we have our, our general assembly positions, forklift positions, um, up to uh, so pack off associates, so packing the units, shipping, um, you name it. Uh, we we probably have it in some sort of capacity. <laughs> All right, great. Okay, so um, like every company, you face challenges at times with employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to focus on some specific instances from a year or so ago when you had you had to have some difficult conversations with several employees. Um, my understanding is they were showing up late to work. They had some personal hygiene issues um, and the like. So first tell us what you were observing that led you to these conversations and then what you learned by having the conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, being in HR, um, 
you know, we have to have a lot of difficult conversations. Yeah, I, have, um, I imagine. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's just part of the everyday life. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, it's my responsibility to ensure that we are taking care of our people and partnering with our operations team to ensure that they understand what their people are going through within reason and making sure that we're not sharing confidential information. Um, but, you know, we have policies in place and typically when someone, um, you know, is maybe acting out or their attendance is really going downhill, but then you know that their work performance is great. Um, you know, three weeks ago, their attendance might've been fantastic. Um, I like to ask the question to that employee, Hey, what's going on? Or have the supervisor follow up with them and say, Hey, what's going on? Can you help me understand this? Um, because everyone's going through something. Uh, no one's life is perfect. And some people do really get at covering up um, what's going on. And some folks uh, do not. And so I think, um, as part of our success as an organization, we need to make sure that our employees are set up for success. And um, that could be whether it's job related or it's really just given the right resources to help uh, manage through some of these personal um, personal challenges they are coming overcoming. Um, and it could be just utilizing our current benefits. So what does our, our medical insurance have additional counseling services? Or we have uh, an, an employee assistance program. Um, but I like having those conversations because people will generally open up to me. Um, and I, I like to think that people feel that, I, that they can open up to me. I'm definitely here to listen. And I always tell people that. I, I don't have all the answers, um, but I'm a really good listener. And that's what I'm here for. Um, so we, we have those attendance you know, situations. And you know, sometimes folks will explain to me what's going on and I can help them. Maybe it's really just giving them a schedule accommodation for that week or two weeks. Um, or, you know, it might be on the opposite side of things where um, they maybe appreciate the conversation and uh, they're still not going to follow the policy. Um, but I, I try to get them back on track and have more difficult conversations. But um, I, I like to think that, pe that employees at Whisker, um, they see that we do care about them whether I'm having the conversation or our supervisors having the conversation. Um, I'm a big believer in seek to understand before we just jump to conclusions because we really don't know what's going on in that person's uh, personal life. Um, you know, as Kelly mentioned, you know, we have those personal hygiene conversations um, and uh, they are very, very uncomfortable conversations to have with someone because 99.9% um, .9 of the time, they're probably not aware of it. Um, and generally speaking, when you have that conversation, uh, come to find out that they may not have water or have means to, uh, be able to wash their clothes with detergents. And so, you know, at Whisker, you know, we have many programs set up for these sort of situations. And what I, what I mean by that is we have uh, hygiene kits. Um, so it comes, typically it comes with deodorant, toothpaste, a little thing of, uh, detergent or downy. Um, and sometimes we'll give the whole kit to them, or if they say, Hey, I really just need some detergents. Great. We can help them out. Um, and sometimes they don't even ask for it. I'm just saying, Hey, we have this as a free resource. Um, we'll keep this between us. And I think associates really appreciate that. And, um, you know, again, it's, I don't have too many of them. Um, but when they do come up, I have the resources in place to help them. Mm -hmm. And in some of these cases, um, 
you you know you were saying like they didn't have access to water or whatever you you had found that that i don't know how many and you don't have to say how many but you had found that there were some homelessness issues correct yep. so there there were there were some associates you have that were really in dire straits yeah yeah yep and, and you're correct we do have um you know some folks that are you know homeless mm-hmm. and um you know I'm aware of who they are, and I, I've had conversations because um, I want to make sure they're aware that we're here to support you. We understand what they're going through, um, and hey, we have resources available to them. Whether it's again a maybe a small food pantry on site for some food, um, we have a on-site gym with showers. Hey, utilize the showers. Um, up to, I have a lot of resources within Dodge County as a whole to say, okay, hey, I know. This organization can work with you to get, um, you know, housing or, or whatever it may be, um, or this organization might help you. Or hey, you know, let's let's have a conversation with someone at the county. They probably have maybe even more resources than I have. Um, and, and again, it's it's about, you know, thinking about the associates. Um, you know, what position are they in, and what resources, and what can we do? And uh, a lot of times, these are just free things that can really benefit the employee. And free is really just, hey, go check out this organization or, hey, just go use our, our showers before work or after work, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, you were, and you were saying that, you know, kind of leading up to this conversation, it's really the difference between is an employee having, a, having attendance problems, and as an example, and they've always had attendance problems, versus the employee who is a stellar employee and then you're noticing some differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really that, that's where I was kind of wanting to kind of crack that nut was, yeah. <laughs> was, you know, how, how do you approach these conversations to even know, like, you know, whether to come hard down on a policy versus wait a minute, there must be something else going on here. Yeah. But, yeah. So I, I think with those situations, um, you know, it's always looking at the pattern or trend mm-hmm. that that associate's displaying. And um, again, that could be attendance related, it could be performance, mm-hmm. um, it could be behaviors violating the handbook policy. So, you know, not being professional. And so um, I think understanding who the employee is and some of the trends that are happening, um, you know, generally speaking, if they're having attendance issues, maybe some performance um, and whatnot, we'll still address that because mm-hmm. there could still be an underlying issue um, that is causing them to act out. Um, and, you know, it could be personal issues. It could be they might just have an issue with a supervisor. And, and I want to know that, right? Because as an organization, we're not perfect. Um, and we understand that, um, you know, things are going to happen, but I want to be aware of it so we can address that. Um, but on the other side, if we have an employee who is, is always on time, you know, meets their daily quotas, their times, and then we start seeing their attendance, you know, go south. So they're calling in every day or every couple days or um, just even being late, you know, five or 10 minutes um, for a few weeks, even a week, you know, raises a red flag to myself and even my team. Um, and we have things in um in place to help trigger those notifications. And again, it very much could be they're just late and it happens. Um, but there's been times too where it's pull them aside and let's have a conversation. Let's understand um, 
because without us understanding, we're going to make a, a we're going to make a decision that could potentially impact someone's life. And that's generally going to be, you know, separating them from the company. Um, and that's not something I take um, lightly, my team or at Whisker, because we need money to survive, pay for house, food, water, and whatnot. So um, at the end of the day, I still think it warrants a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just determining, okay, this is really unlike this person. Let's figure out what's going on. And again, you know, the, the person that is um, a little bit more unruly, um, you're still going to have more conversations. And depending on how that goes, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So do you find that your efforts, you, you talked about a lot of things that you can do for for your associates, mm-hmm. whether it's the on-site showers, food pantry. I think I've, oh. I've also heard like um, maybe some YMCA, mm-hmm. you know, to get to to maybe shower there, or do something yep. at YMCA. You know, I, I, you named a lot of things, county yeah. support. Um, do you find that to all be successful? Do they, do they take advantage of it? Have you, you know, have you had people where you're like, okay, they're really struggling. They're struggling at work. We linked them up with some, some of these opportunities and now it's better. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of been the, the story for Whisker then? Yeah. So overall, I would say yes. Um, you know, depending on the situation, I may or may not follow up, um, just depending on, um, you know, how confidential it is. And on the individual, sometimes they're embarrassed to let me know that they uh, are taking, you know, advantage of some help. Um, but overall, the folks that have come to me and said, oh my gosh, Tyler, thank you so much for providing this resource. Or, you know, Don, our, our plant manager provided this resource. Um, I think it really has benefited those uh, employees that needed it. Um, and, you know, we've, we've seen people that uh, maybe have living in their car that now they actually have an apartment. You know, they, they utilize their resources or, you know, they had to use our, our mini on-site food pantry, but they've come to us and say, oh my gosh, now I now I have the means to um, to go shopping at the store. And, you know, at Whisker, we, we do pay pretty reasonably and very competitive in the markets and someone might be just in a bad position they may have just fallen behind on rent or or whatever and they just need a little extra help uh during that time but um you know we we try to utilize our resources within the community um whether it's at whisker um, or as you mentioned at the ymca Mm -hmm. um you know we have business hours and we close at some points um so if you know if another organization can help we're all for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is certainly not anything at Whisker. There, there are many things where people can get into financial mm-hmm. issues. Um, even, even though they are working and getting a good paycheck, you never, you never know what, why someone is struggling, right? Or, or yeah. how they might struggle. So, and just one more thought on that too. Um, you know, a lot of folks always think that it's, you know. The, the people in the tough positions are the folks in the manufacturing floor, you know, the ones that are making, you know, the 18, 19, $20 an hour. But um, I, I will say too, don't forget about the folks that maybe are part of the front office or the salary rankings, because I've had some difficult conversations with those folks as well. Um, whether it's behavior, or even personal hygiene up to financial issues, mm-hmm. everyone's going through something a little bit differently. Um, and it's not for us to judge, but to provide resources when needed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, 
What is your advice to other company leaders who may be having similar challenges or, you know, maybe seeing that their associates are struggling for some reason? I mean, how how do you broach that? And it, so that's one thing, I think, having the conversation, right, that difficult mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but also, I mean, you named a lot of resources. How, you know, how do you how do you find these? How do you ferret them out in in whatever area yeah. these leaders may be? <laughs> yeah, so I, I think networking um, is a huge uh, huge tool for any uh, leader in the organization, and um, even for the individual contributors out there. Um, I think get to know um, the resources that your community has to offer. Not saying you have to be an expert in it, but just be knowledgeable of it. Um, you know. I've done a lot of networking, whether it's in Fond du Lac County or Dodge County. And um, if I ever have a question that I'm not sure of or about a resource, I typically know who to reach out, whether it's via email or on LinkedIn and say, hey, do you have a resource for this? Or, hey, can you point me in the right direction for that? Um, I, I think that's huge. Even just taking a moment and just going to Google and typing in you know, EAP programs in Dodge County, typically you can find a lot of information for that and probably more information that you're looking for. <laughs> um, you know, in terms of how to approach the conversation, um, it hands down is going to be a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether you've been doing this for 30 years or just a couple years, um, it's always difficult. And so I think it's, um, you know, b- being to, you know, being approachable, um, being empathetic and showing sympathy and, and understanding throughout these conversations. And I think the biggest piece is let's listen. Um, you know, these folks generally aren't looking for life advice. I, I think you can maybe plug some things in there as you're having a conversation and when you're providing them the resources, but sometimes they just need a place to vent uh, because they, they don't have that. And um, that's what I tell my supervisors and my leadership team is listen first. And if, if they are asking for help or for you to maybe chime in, provide some guidance, great. Um, but let's not pull them in and say, hey, I'm going to tell you how life should go. That is not yeah. going to go well. And No, it's not <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> yeah, and they may listen, but they're not going to walk out of that conversation feeling all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my goal is to just, just listen, ask some questions you know, try to understand what are they looking for out of this conversation? What can the organization do for them? And sometimes uh, they may th- suggest something that the company just doesn't have it in place right now. But I think it's important to take that feedback or even just those notes and think to yourself after that conversation, as an organization, what can we do to support our employees? I mean, again, it might be as little as better communication or might be hygiene kits, um, or it could be, hey, you know what? Maybe as an organization, we have to re- relook at a policy because maybe it's a little too harsh. Um, but you also have to make sure that as an organization, you're hitting your business objectives as right, well. Right. So, right. There's a there's a fine balance yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah. don't 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 swing the complete opposite way, right. and then you have <laughs> this really um, very nice, generous attendance policy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to meet the business goals. So you mentioned, uh, you know, talking with the supervisors. Have you? had conversations and and maybe done some training or some role playing or anything to make sure supervisors are able to have these conversation difficult conversations should 
an employee, you know, come to them or, you know, tell like any, I guess I'm looking um, for, you know, any advice for others as well Mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. So I think um, first your organization has to be committed to putting your people first. Um, That's a big move. And what I mean by that is making sure that as leaders, um, we're, we're taking care of our people. Um, that could mean holding people to expectations, accountability, up to having um, good policies in place, up to really just making sure that we're listening to our employees, being firm and consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we that we did, we started maybe two years ago. Uh, we partnered actually with Moraine Park Technical College um, to um, really help us address some of the needs that our supervisors are or gaps that our supervisors have. And, you know, some of those gaps are, you know, how do you have a difficult conversation? And, you know, certainly I could put a training on like that. Um, but I also know too, Marine Park, um, is very, um, is very well known for these classes and, um, and lots of good positive feedback. So, um, we partner with Marine Park to do not only like supervisor training, but also having a class of difficult conversations because, mm-hmm. um, you know, supervisors not, they may not have the, um, training and skill knowledge that HR has to have these. Right. And, um, having a resource that can help HR, you know, push these out, these skill sets out to the supervisors was extremely beneficial. And, um, that's what Marine Park has helped us with is, you know, laying down the foundation for supervisor training, difficult conversations. And then now it's my responsibility to ensure that we're practicing that sure. going forward. Right, right. Um, and, and I think that's been extremely beneficial because we have some supervisors that are, are um, very well experienced and some mm-hmm. that, that are really just new. You know, they have a couple mm-hmm. years of experience and um, generally speaking, they're always going to be operations focused. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so that's where I have the opportunity to improve their skill set from a people's uh, side of things. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer that uh, supervisors, HR, it's a partnership. So um, there will be times that the supervisor needs to to lead the conversation or have that difficult conversation. Um, and HR will have to do that. And sometimes uh, at midnights when the business is still open, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I need to make sure that team is prepared to have that conversation at midnight when it, when HR or no one else is available. So right. I think utilizing Marine Park is a great, uh, a great tool and it certainly has benefited our organization. All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <I didn't... laughs> All right. So, um, Listeners, I just wanted you to know that I had first heard about Whisker's story when one of our economic and workforce development instructors, Sue Radiger, uh, who was doing training at Whisker's, submitted the company for the College's Innovation Award, uh, which the company ultimately won. Whisker is indeed innovative in product development. Uh, they, they're, they have robotic, uh, as, as Tyler had mentioned, they have uh, robotic pet products. Um, But Sue made the nomination because of how Tyler and others at Whisker responded when they learned about their employees' personal challenges. She was impressed by leaders' holistic approach in meeting employees where they are. So, Tyler, I thank you very much for joining me today and sharing Whisker's story. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right. Listeners, this is the final episode of three podcasts we have done on the effects of poverty in our communities. 
We hope that by digging deeper into this topic, we have increased awareness of how poverty may affect your workplace and how you can support team members who may be struggling personally and financially. To make sure you are among the first to know about Future Talent Talk podcasts and much more, subscribe to our newsletter. To do that, visit moraineparkedu slash newsletter. That's moraineparkedu slash newsletter. That concludes today's Talent Talk podcast. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.